1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, Episode 1297, How to Talk About Money with Your Significant Other, Part 2, by Kristen Wong, with IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. And I'm your host and narrator of the show, my name is Dan, and I'm here every single day reading to you from some of the best personal finance blogs on the planet. And today's post is actually a continuation from yesterday, Episode 1296, so if you are new here, or maybe you're skipping around a little bit, You might want to start with part one first, that would be yesterday's episode, but if you've already heard that one, let's hear part two and continue optimizing your life. How to Talk About Money with Your Significant Other, part two, by Kristen Wong, with IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com Find Your Money Script In Get Money, I interviewed Dr. Brad Klontz, a financial psychologist who identified four behavioral scripts that most of us follow when it comes to managing our money. In psychology, a script is simply a set of habits, beliefs, and opinions you hold. When it comes to money, those four scripts are Money Avoidance. You prefer not to deal with money at all. Maybe you think it's not important, it's superficial, or it's greedy. For whatever reason, money is not something you think about. Money Vigilance. You're incredibly watchful and mindful of your financial situation. Many money-vigilant people are also super frugal. They track their spending meticulously and may have a hard time buying things. Money status. Money status people place a high importance in the symbolic value of money. They might be quick to believe that net worth equals self-worth. For them, money is a symbol of status. Money worship. Money worshipers often believe money will fix their problems. They chase money and thoroughly consider its role in every decision. None of these scripts are inherently good or bad. Any of them can completely work against you or totally work in your favor. You just have to know how to deal with them. It's a lot easier to deal with your behavior when you identify it, so sit down with your partner and try to identify both of your money scripts. Think about how they hold you back and how you might use them to your advantage. For example, if you worship money, you might be inclined to take on a job that's making you miserable just because it pays slightly more than another job. You might need to reconsider prioritizing your, you know, happiness. On the other hand, money worship might mean you're willing to invest your cash, while your money vigilant partner hoards it in a low interest savings account. You can have more than one script, too. Chances are you'll identify with one script way more than the others but you can be a money worshiper and still have habits of a money-vigilant person. Sit down and figure out where you stand together. Here are a few questions you can ask when pinpointing your own money scripts together. I know, it seems kind of silly, like you're taking a Cosmo quiz together, but I promise you this is an eye-opening exercise if you take the time to answer these questions seriously and thoroughly. So here are the questions. What was it like growing up for you around money? What was your socioeconomic status? What did each of your parents teach you about money? What are your biggest financial fears? What are your most important financial goals? When I first read about these scripts, I realized I was a huge money-vigilant person, while my boyfriend at the time, now husband, was a complete money avoider. Everything made so much sense. I was obsessed with frugality. He wanted a bigger apartment no matter the cost. No wonder we bickered. People like to tell you that if you and your partner are not on the same page about money, it's not going to work out. And that's not necessarily true. The thing about relationships is, the issue you think is the problem is never the actual problem. You know when your girlfriend complains that you never get her flowers, and so you go get her some flowers, and she's like, wow, you don't get it. Well, you probably don't. Flowers aren't the issue. It's about your gratitude and appreciation for her. And it's the same with money. There's always a bigger issue lurking deeper. Intimacy problems, a lack of respect, poor communication. You and your partner will most likely have different views on money, but that doesn't mean you're doomed. If you can communicate and respect each other's views, you can work together. But again, you have to know what your money views are in the first place. So go ahead, sit down and answer those three questions together. Revisit them every so often too because things change. These days, my husband Brian is the vigilant one. In other words, putting a label on our habits makes it easy to see how we might conflict with money. It also helps us to avoid those conflicts in the future. How to avoid a blowout Yes, your relationship can work out even if you and your partner have polar opposite ideas about money, but that doesn't mean you'll never fight about it. Here's a pro tip. When you have these money meetings, some experts call them money date night, but ugh, that's so corny, I just can't. Have them in public. Sit down over coffee or at your favorite restaurant and talk about these things. It's easy for a discussion about money to turn into a fight about money. But when you're in public, you're a lot more mindful about this. After all, no one wants to be the couple who gets into a fight about money at Starbucks or Buffalo Wild Wings, so you're more likely to keep the conversation cool. Aside from that, here are some tips to help keep the discussion in check. Remember, there are multiple ways to manage or think about money. Your partners might not match yours, but that doesn't necessarily mean he or she is wrong. Focus less on trying to explain stuff to your partner and more on trying to understand them. That doesn't mean you can't speak your mind, but if you both prioritize understanding each other, you'll set the conversation up for success. Agree to take a time out if the conversation starts to get ugly. And maintain eye contact. This is an easy trick our marriage counselor taught us for avoiding fights. If you're not making eye contact, that sends a subtle message that you're angry and you don't care what the other person has to say. So try not to have these heavy conversations in the car. Money is not a sexy topic to talk about and I'm sorry, calling it money date night does not make it better. Your partner probably won't be turned on when you start talking about the student loan debt you're still paying off. But if you're head over heels for this person and you want your relationship to last, money has to be part of the conversation. You just listened to part two of the post titled How to Talk About Money with Your Significant Other by Kristen Wong with IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com And that's another episode and weekend of Optimal Finance Daily in the books. As always, I thank you so much for your support and for listening each and every day. And I'll be back with another post for you tomorrow. So have a great rest of your weekend and I'll catch you back here on Monday where your optimal life awaits.